It's a great joy to share the Word of God with you in this morning. It's amazing. If I can give a theme to my word, it will be See with your Father. See together with your Father. In Matthew 6, verse 21 says, The place where your treasure is, is the place you will you will most want to be in uh, and end up being the place where your treasure is is the place that you want to be your eyes are the windows into your body where your treasure is that is the place where your eyes will be if you open your eyes wide in wonder and belief, your body fills up with light. It's amazing today to have a single eye, a single focus, to have our spiritual eye enlightened so that our eye will be wide open in wonder and belief, trusting God to manifest the most amazing things in Jesus' name. Come, let us see and behold with God by allowing the treasure of our lives to be the Word and things that captivates the Master's gaze in the name of Jesus. God is ready to act. Jeremiah 1 verse 11 and 12 says so beautiful. Jeremiah 1 verse 11 and 12. God spoke to um, Jeremiah here. And even verse 5 is very well known to most of us. It says, before I shape you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. A prophet to the nations that what I had in mind for you. Before you were in the womb, I knew you. I approve of you. I had good plans for you. I approve of you as a prophet to the nations. Now verse 11 says here, God's message came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I said, a walking stick. That's all. And God says, good eyes. I'm sticking with you. I make every word, I make every word I give you to come true. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see a rot of an almond tree. You have seen well. I will make every word that I gave you to come true. Other translation says, I'm watching over for my word to perform it. An almond tree is also called the weight tree. We are living in the time in the season of the almond tree. There are three different kinds of almond trees in the Middle East. Two of them are wild. Their fruit is bitter. 
and it's not actually good to eat. But there's one that is mentioning here in this portion of scripture that is domesticated. The nuts or the fruit is sweet and beautiful to eat. It's amazing that the almond tree is of first of the trees to blossom. To blossom means, and God has set us apart to blossom like the, the almond tree. It is to expand, to enlarge, to break out, and to welcome the new season. God calls us to blossom. God calls us to break out, to break forth in this new season. Blossoming of the almond tree happens at the end of January. The last part of January. It happens, and this is the time where, where the manifestation of new life will happen for your life. It speaks about the almond tree. The almond speaks is speaks also of to watch. God says, I'm watching over my word. I am ready because I'm watching over my word. I am prepared to take action. To take action and to perform the word. I have prepared myself. I have watching over my word to take action now and to perform and to manifest my word. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, By the consequence of God's power, God is able to do superabundantly more for us than we can think or ask or dream or imagine according to His power that is working within us. The almond is also the hastening tree. Hasten to perform the word. To move. To move and to act quickly. In the season, the word will be performed quickly with haste. Hastening in Hebrew means to shake. To prepare. And ready to perform the word. It's amazing. With every shakening, God is preparing us to perform his word in us and through us. Isaiah 60 verse 22 says, You are a green shoot that I have planted so that you can display my glory. You know, at this time, at the end of January, God is getting us ready to display a new level of His glory. At the right time, I will make it happen. I will hasten in its time. The time is here to display God's glory, to display the good things that God has measured out. For the season, God will fully display this in Jesus' name. It's amazing when we look to Moses in the Bible, he trusted God's plan. He trusted God's plan. 
God was ready to do a new thing through his life. Isaiah 43 verse 18 says so beautiful to us. 18 and 19, so beautiful. It's amazing what God's word is saying here. This is what God says. The God who builds a road through the ocean, who casts a path through pounding ways, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies, they lie down and can't get up. They snuff out light so many candles. Forget about what happened. Be like Moses, who is trusting God's plan. Forget what has happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Again, do you see it? Are you seeing it with God? God is doing a new thing. The new thing is He's bringing new glory. His presence in a new way is manifested in the, in the name of Jesus. About Moses, I found this in the book of Hebrews 11, verse 24. We can read this, Hebrews 11, verse 24. By, by faith, Moses, when grown, refused the privileges of the Egyptian royal house. By faith, motivated by faith, he refused the privileges of the Egyptian royal house. He chose a hard life with God's people rather than the opportunistic soft life of sin with the oppressors. He valued suffering in the Messiah's camp far greater than Egyptians' wealth. It's amazing. Motivated by faith. He saw the suffering in the Messiah's camp to be of much greater value than all that beautiful wealth of Egypt because he was looking ahead. Why he was looking ahead? Why he was looking at and he was looking ahead, anticipating the payoff. Sure, it's amazing. Looking ahead, you anticipate the reward. Indifferent to the king's blind rage, he had his eyes on the one no one can see and keep right on going. It's amazing, by an act of faith, he kept the Passover feast and, and sprinkled Passover blood on each horse so that I'm um, sorry, Passover blood on every house so that the destroyer of the firstborn wouldn't touch them and it didn't touch them. It's amazing, motivated by faith. He knew God had a better plan. There's a great reward. We anticipate the plan of God. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he went to pray, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane means oil press, where there a lot of pressure was placed on the fruit of the olive tree, 
to get the olive oil. Many times we go through suffering, we're going through difficult situations so that new anointing oil can flow. Hebrews 5 verse 8 says, so beautiful, that Jesus was in the habit to hear from above. When you are in the midst of testing and trials, you need to be in the habit to hear from, from above. God wants to reveal himself. He is a revealer to us. He wants to give us revelation knowledge. Jesus was in the habit to hear from above. What he heard distanced him from the effect what he has suffered. So beautiful, most scriptures speaks about the obedience. He learned obedience. Obedience is to hear accurately. Why? He was in the habit to hear. And that distanced him from what he has suffered. Hebrews 5 verse 9 says, He freed us. He freed us so that we also can hear from above and know God's purpose in our lives at this time in the name of Jesus. And so, it's amazing. It's amazing to, to realize so it is. While you live on earth anticipating death, Jesus cried out in pain and wept in sorrow as he offered a priestly praise to God. Because he honored God, God answered him. Though he was God's son, he learned trusting obedience by what he suffered, just as we do. He was hearing from above. In having arrived, in the full stature of his maturity and having been announced by God as high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek, he became the source of eternal salvation. It's amazing. Now we can hear from above. And what we hear enables us to see what God is busy doing. We can hear and this distance us from what we may suffer. And in the season, there's a confirmation on God's anointing that is resting upon us. 